Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Having so much fun today. What's the topic? It's called plantar fasciitis. Bunch of mumbo jumbo. Till you break it down. Plantar is the bottom of your foot. Fascia, the canvas-like material that connects the balls of your foot to your heel. It gives you that spring in your step, literally. But when it rips off the bone, the horizontal fascia rips off the vertical heel bone at its insertion. It's exquisitely painful, like you're walking around on a nail. And at 8.15, my guest is going to break it down for us. He's a master foot and ankle specialist, Dr. Mark Weissman. But it made me think all week. You know how much I love art and sports and surgery. They're all the same to me. Where is plantar fasciitis in art, in music? If you could hear plantar fasciitis, what would it sound like? Well, the guitar strings are horizontal, like the fascia, and your fingertips are vertical. And how you press on those horizontal strings is what allows you to play the guitar. But when it's abnormal, which is the fasciitis, the itis, the inflammation, the guitar squeaks. Would you ever play the guitar wanting it to squeak? It's, it's kind of rough on your ears. Well, in 2000, Charday wrote a song called By My Side where she intentionally left the defect in the guitar in the song itself. And you'll hear the squeaks. This is what plantar fasciitis sounds like. Listen to By My Side by Charday in year 2000. Listen to the guitar squeak. Here it comes. Hear it? Here it comes again. That squeaking is when you are taking your fingers and rather than being like a helicopter, rising like a helicopter, flying and then landing, you slide your fingers along the strings. Well, you can do it on the lower three strings called the treble, but you better not do it on the top three strings, the bass, because that's what will happen. You'll get a squeak. You'll get an abnormality. You'll get plantar fasciitis, in essence, in the guitar. That's where I found it this week in art and music. So listen to classical guitar players describe for us what exactly is going on in squeaking with the guitar. We are going to talk about squeaking on the classical guitar, on any guitar, really. Ah! It's very easy, especially when we're playing really complex music, to just get a lot of string noise, a lot of foot shuffling, a lot of squeaking, a lot of creaking, a lot of... that type of sound. And it can be really grating for people who aren't used to it. You have to be able to listen to what you're actually playing. We also oftentimes have this disconnect of what we are hearing in our head that we want it to be and what it is actually coming out of our guitar. So we have to first and foremost actually listen to what it is that we're actually doing. Once you play a note and want to move to another note, instead of, especially on shifts, instead of initiating your move, you lift straight up first. And then you move. Now, here's the thing. Once you lift something, if you lift it too fast, it'll make a sound of its own. And if you lift at an angle this way or this way, then you'll actually be doing a pull-off. So instead what you have to do is basically release pressure first, and then lift your finger. And then release pressure, 
and then lift your finger. We, tr- we treat plantar fasciitis. Dr. Weissman's going to teach us about relieving the pressure of the contact point of the horizontal fascia to the bone where it inserts. It's the exact same terminology for getting your guitar not to squeak. So it becomes this... It becomes an entire little routine that you have to do. And yes, it seems like that this would be too much to do if you were actually playing a whole bunch of music, but you just have to slow down and really clue into it first in in your practice, especially with scales, arpeggio practice, anything that you're doing in technique practice, and then put it onto that later. Now, the lift, the lift and move, you can think of a helicopter, up, down, up, down like this. Now, you can lubricate that, that frayed attachment of the plantar fascia to the bone. What about in playing the guitar? Can you lubricate the guitar string? How are you going to do that? Well, you could spit on the strings. The next way is that if you do have a move and you need to actually slide, there's a couple of, like, there's a couple of ways. Because if you have a big slide, something like, like that, it can be very squeaky. Now, the first thing you can do is just use the pad of your finger. And that helps. The other thing, and this is a little bit crass, but it sure does work, is you just reach into your lip and grab a little bit of spit. And it just wets the tip of your finger. It softens the skin temporarily, and then it reduces it reduces the squeak. Now, you can do stretching exercises, which in essence is like having your fingers on the guitar strings move in different directions. Now, you might, if you're playing a piece and you have a big chord in there and it's going somewhere and you're just something and you don't know exactly what's happening with the squeak, you don't know exactly where it's coming from, or if there's a big stretch and you just can't seem to, to get away from it without squeaking, then what you might have to do is actually push the opposite direction. So if you're moving this way... You might have to actually release it kind of just up and back a little bit and then move. And sometimes that can be, that can eliminate your squeak as well. Those are stretching exercises or walking on a golf ball or a tennis ball to stretch it out. Or, in rare cases, surgery. Or, in the case of the guitar, get different strings. Lastly, if you're recording and would like to really cut down on your squeaks, they sell special strings that are highly polished and you can you can get those they're a little bit pricey but um you know if you're recording why not they, they die pretty quickly um they don't last very long they're not bright for very long but if you're recording they could be a good option for you so the lower three strings are called the treble the top three strings on the guitar are called the bass you can slide on the treble strings no problem no squeaking but don't be sliding on the bass is that generally speaking when uh, changing position if the form of your hand stays the same or very similar you'll always want to slide on the trebles so this means on the first uh, three strings but uh, not on the basses on the basses you would want to lift uh, the finger do the position change and replace the first finger again on on the fingerboard so where in sports Do I see plantar fasciitis visually? Well, in 1975, a high school student, Daryl Dawkins, I graduated 75 from high school as well, so he's my age, except he passed away of a heart attack. He was 6 foot 11, 300 pounds, a massive guy who fell in love with dunking the basketball. He said, I ain't going to college. I can't afford to go to college. I'm going right to the pros. But the reason I'm mentioning Daryl Dawkins and visualizing plantar fasciitis is because four years into his career as a Philadelphia 76er, he destroyed the horizontal rim as it met the vertical backboard and broke the glass. We never saw this before. Daryl Dawkins is plantar fasciitis visually in sports. He dunked the basketball and basically was the predecessor for Shaquille O'Neal. Listen to Robin Roberts teach us a little bit about who was Daryl Dawkins. Shaquille O'Neal, he dunks. Daryl Dawkins dunks. <coughs> Daryl Dawkins grew up in Orlando, Florida. And as a teenager, he built his strength working summers in a tire company while honing his skill in pickup games. In 1975, at age 18, he became the first player drafted by the NBA directly from high school. He was a man-child. 
he was young, he was immature, he was trying to belong and prove that he belonged at an early age. That was Bob Lanier calling him a man-child. But four years into his career, 1979, in a span of three weeks, he broke in front of everybody with a massive dunk, the backboard, the glass shattered over everybody. Who was his teammate? World Be Free and Julius Irving. Listen to Dr. J, who was there, talking about what it was like to see a man destroy the glass backboard. Such a sight. Glass went everywhere, and Robenzine was under the basket, and he was trying to get out of the way. He was running, and uh, Darryl was in shock. First thing I was thinking is, oh, man, I got to get out of here. All this glass is coming down. I was like, please don't fail me now. I remember that was pretty scary because, I mean, even when you see that in slow motion, I mean, you see all this glass just coming down. That was very dangerous. Craig Sager across the street didn't even televise the game, heard about it, came running over. The game wasn't televised by anybody, but it was across the street from my TV station. So I went over to my cameraman to shoot some highlights and uh, do some post-game interviews. This is what's left of the Philadelphia 76ers backboard. And I know this has to be a disappointment to you and to all the fans. Well, it's uncalled for. You know, it didn't have to happen, but that's Daryl Dawkins. And you look at that bench and you see the one guy jump over the bench like he was coming to the bench like he was a, like a monster. Wow. Like, this guy just broke the back, but I don't want to go near him. He loved Duncan, and he had names for these dunks prior to breaking the backboard. He actually wrote poetry based on shattering backboards and glass flying, Robenzine crying or something. Glass breaking, bump, bump roasting, rim shaking. Oh, what is it? Babies crying, Robenzine fly off. Oh, the chocolate thunder flying, glass flying, Robenzine crying, babies crying, glass still flying, cats crying, rump roasting, bun toasting, thank you, man, my MJ. This is Scott Pollard talking about the names of the different dunks that Daryl Dawkins gave his craft. I'd like to see some of these dunks here. The Your Mama, the Turbo Sexophonic Delight <laughs> Dunk. Left-handed Spine Chillin' Supreme. Oh, the right-handed Spine Chillin' Supreme. The Cover Your Head, the Rump Roaster, the Bun Toaster, the In Your Face Disgrace, Chocolate Thunder Flying, Babies Crying, Cats Crying. Rump roasting, bun toasting, thank you, wham, ma'am, I am jam. Try saying that one ten times fast. His nickname was Chocolate Thunder. Who gave him that nickname? Stevie Wonder, sitting courtside for 76 games, said, I can hear the massive damage he's doing. Doug Collins, fans in Philadelphia say, hey, you did one on the road. You got to do one for us. And I kept saying, nah, nah. They said, no, you got to do it. So I seized the opportunity. I moved in, attacked the basket, boom. And this one, the whole rim came out. So I had to get out of the way again. Well, if you see me, I threw in the past, and then I started sliding out of there because I knew he was going to try to tear it down. He was empowered by this, this, whole, this whole thing, this whole breaking of the backboard thing. And... I think that kind of broke him a good habit. <laughs> he almost broke his back that time. Now you'll hear Shaquille O'Neal, who learned everything from him, say, I was the son of Daryl Dawkins. He just basically pulled the rim off into his hands. I mean, you see it laying on the floor. I mean, he just pulled the bolts out of the, the entire backboard. Um, I think after that one, I think he got the commissioner's attention. It was like, hey, this is the commissioner. And I went to my office tomorrow, 9 o'clock in the morning. I was like, uh-oh, Lawrence O'Brien called me in. He said, it's dangerous. I want you to stop doing it. If you don't, it's going to be $5,000 every time you do it. I stopped. He changed the way they build backboards and rims. Are you, are you kidding me? Like, because of him, there's breakaway baskets. Daryl Dawkins is the, is the father of Power Duncan. I'm just one of his sons. Probably his best son, <laughs> matter of fact. <laughs> That's Shaquille O'Neal. So how do we hear plantar fasciitis? It's in Charday's guitar, squeaking. How do we see it? Daryl Dawkins destroying the glass backboard, shattering it. But what about our feet? That's what I really want to talk about, where the horizontal fascia rips off the bone, causing exquisite pain. Well, nobody knows it better than my guest coming up, the great Dr. Mark Weissman. 
We'll talk to him coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Miss an interview or Doc's weekly story? Check it out on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Also, Doc's advice to callers on their aches and pains. Just type Weekend Warrior in the Facebook search bar and you'll see Doc's picture in the listings. And thanks for checking out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hi, it's Greeny. There's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show right here on 710. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. I go to the Church of the Surf every Sunday. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. And ride the wild surfing waves in Ventura. I just love it. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Weekend Warriors. I don't want to interrupt her. But in this song, the guitar has no squeaks. This is how she launched her career. Writing these songs. Nobody thought she could sing. The great Chardet. All right, I'm joined right now by one of my favorite foot and ankle experts at Cedar sinai the great Dr. Mark Weissman. Mark, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Absolutely. How are you, Dr. Clapper? I'm great because of you. Because you stopped <laughs> everything that you were doing that day in the locker room. In between your cases, you got a scalpel and you filleted open the bottom of my foot in the locker room so that I could go on. I cannot thank you enough. And publicly, I want to thank you, Mark Weissman. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> so... Teach us a little bit about yourself. Where did you take this turn to fall in love with how those 26 bones that make up our feet would become something you'd want to do with your life? Sure. So, athletics. I mean, I played just about every sport. Baseball, football, track and field. And through the years, a lot of, lot of foot and ankle injuries. And I played that drove me into the, the profession that I ultimately chose. Mm, amazing. We've had so many callers knowing that you were going to be call, calling that I've saved. They've got foot, they got ankle, they got all, pro- all kinds of problems, and we have one right now, Richard. So before we get into plantar fasciitis, I wanted to kind of tag team one of the weekend warriors who's calling in to see if he can get help from the best in the business, you. So, Steve Paulette, where's the caller? Is it Richard? You there, Richard? Good morning. Good morning. Richard, I got Dr. Weissman and you got Dr. Clapper. Oh, my God, the agony of defeat. You got the two of us here. Tell us what is going on with your foot and ankle and how we can help. Yes, I called last week and you told me to call 815 and here I am. So there's right back of the middle toe and uh, there's a bone. It seems like right at the top of the, right behind the the big, the little, the middle toe. That's that ball of the foot. I'd say it's the ball. It's hurting right there, and it seems like uh, it's gonna. It's been hurting for like a couple of weeks now. I think I wore the, wore, wore the wrong shoes for a while. So, Doctor gotcha. Weissman, does he have a stress fracture? Does he have a plantar wart? Does he have a uh, neuroma? Does he have uh, a painful corn? What kind of questions do you ask him, and what will we do for these different diagnoses? Sure. Sure. So, so Richard, the, the pain, would you say it's at the, the bottom of the forefoot under the big toe joint or, or just next to it under the second toe joint? It's in the middle, the second, and the, uh, uh, it's right by the middle of the middle toe and then uh, in between the two. Not the big toe. Okay. It's almost in the middle of the foot at the top. Okay. Do you, now, Richard, do you, do you get any numbness or burning or anything like that? No burning. Okay. And it's, it's, it's pain. So the more you're on your foot, the, the worse your pain is typically? Correct. And I've been wearing uh, really heavy socks now. It seems to help a little bit. Sure. So, so if you were to better isolate the pain, if you, if, you, if you touch the bottom of your forefoot at the base of the second toe, if you push in that area, is that, is that kind of the area of, of pain right there? Yeah, it spreads out. to It's almost right in the middle of the, of the foot. So, okay, gotcha. 
All right. So usually, usually with forefoot pain, assuming there's no skin lesions or, or pressure, you know, areas like that, it, it's usually usually a mechanical uh, overuse type of uh, problem. Um, there's something called capsulitis, which is uh, the, the inflammation of the, of the capsule, and it's it's really from repetitive stress to the forefoot. Um, the other thing that it could be, which I don't think it is, is a neuroma. Neuroma, uh, neuroma is. Yeah, is a nerve inflammation or pain. It typically forms between the third and fourth toes for the most part, but it can also form between the second and third toes. Uh, but that, that usually that, that usually presents more with like numbness. It's more intermittent. Um, so, know, Richard, really, do you have any numbness? Is there any numbness, or is uh, it just pain? Just pain. Okay, maybe so, a little bit numb, but yeah. mostly the pain. So, so Doctor yeah. Weissman, stiffer soled shoes. Gait is heel yep. strike, mid-stance, toe-off. If he wears stiffer-soled shoes, he'll have less stress yep. on the bones in the okay. bottom of his foot? Absolutely. The goal, the goal of treatment, no matter whether it's you know, the capsulitis or neuroma, to get the pressure off the forefoot. Mm. So definitely think stiffer-soled shoes. Definitely avoid barefoot walking. Definitely avoid minimalistic shoes. Uh, try, to, try, to, try to find shoes with a rocker-sole bottom. Um, they even sell these. These thin uh, metal gate uh, plates on, that, that you can order to to cut, to, to, to stiffen your existing shoes. Um, you want to get the pressure off the forefoot. If you if you can do that, chances are it's going to feel better. Um, if you can do that long enough, it, it should it should hopefully help. Now, Richard, you yes. if the pain persists, you definitely need an X-ray. If the X-ray is negative, then the term we use is we got to rule out a stress fracture. Military recruits, people who have a new trainer who start running all of a sudden and get foot pain. Kind of like what you're describing, what would be if the x-ray is negative? How do we make the diagnosis of a stress fracture? You get an MRI. Believe it or not, an MRI will show positive results of the bone when the x-ray is negative. And that's the definition of a stress fracture. But... If you're getting better, as we say in New York, forget about it. You don't need to do anything. I don't want you to mask the pain with creams or shots or anything like that. So be honest with yourself. Shakespeare said it best, to thine own self be true. If this persists for another few weeks, then you'll need to go see someone like Dr. Weissman who could figure this out. He's at Cedars. If it gets better, then you don't need to see him, okay? Okay, stiffer shoe, first off. Stiffer-soled shoes and evaluate how it's doing. I'm not even going to curtail your activities. Stiffer-soled shoes, it should get better. If it doesn't, it's not about how many pills you take and how many creams or shots to make it numb. I don't want that. If it persists in another few weeks despite modifying and changing your shoe wear, then you need to have it looked at and Dr. Weissman be the best person for you to Mm -hmm. see. Okay? Okay, Richard, one last Richard, one last thing. Just remember this: the goal, the goal of treatment is to 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 get through the day without your foot hurting. So, whatever that takes, limiting your activity, mm-hmm. you know, changing your shoes up, avoiding certain shoes, avoiding certain activities. Sometimes it even means getting you know going into a walking boot for for a couple of weeks to to let things calm down. Now, now in terms of the stress fracture, sometimes the X-rays are normal, like Dr. Clapper said, and you've got to do a repeat X-ray or an MRI to to find that. But, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it definitely sounds like one of those overused type of problems. And if you could get the pressure off the forefoot, I think we'll start getting better. Okay, great. Okay. Richard. What happened was, I, I was, yeah. excuse me, just a second. I was wearing these Crocs for too long. I'm in, I'm in steel toes, and then I go to Crocs. That's why. I, I was, yeah, that's what happened. So it, I, I didn't do anything yeah. wrong, I don't think. No, you didn't do except anything wrong. But you'll see it in runners who go from concrete to asphalt to dirt to sand the body doesn't like all the mismatch. So you change your shoes that violently in terms of how you're walking, it is not a shock to feel it in the bottom of your foot. But I would be very optimistic that this will get better. Now, Richard, you're a total stranger. Yep. You got two doctors helping you here. I need you mm-hmm. to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking us. Two of them, right? That's right. Two people you better find. <laughs> all right, Richard. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you very much, doctors. Right. Appreciate all right. it. All right. All right. God bless Take you. Care. All right, I want to get into the topic at hand, which is plantar fasciitis. So before we'll go to a break, uh, pay some bills, but before, and we have a call already calling in from Toluca Lake who has it, so hang on the line. But before we get to the break, teach us, Dr. Weissman, Dr. Mark Weissman, my favorite podiatrist at Cedars, what is plantar fasciitis? Sure. So 
Plantar fasciitis is inflammation of a plantar fascia. What is the plantar fascia? It's a ligament that, that originates in the heel bone, and it, it goes to the forefoot by the base of the toes. It's a fibrous band, and what happens is when the when the when weight bearing pressures are placed on the foot, that plantar fascia stretches out, and over time, it's susceptible to overuse and strain. And inflammatory changes, and people oftentimes can develop plantar fasciitis. Uh, that that problem, you know, obviously can be painful. It typically presents with heel pain. It could present with pain along the, the arch. Um, in, in certain cases, it can be quite persistent, quite, quite painful. Uh, it can it could be one foot. It could be both feet. It affects all kinds of people: young people, older people, athletic people, sedentary people, people with high arches, low arches. So it really doesn't uh, discriminate, and uh, it, it can be a tough problem for a lot of people. Any, anytime you have pain in your foot, it's really hard to, to take the pressure off of it or rest it. Okay. And that's one of the, the, the challenges with plantar fasciitis. All right, Warriors, stay on the line if you're calling in. We'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. We'll be talking to the great Dr. Mark Weissman. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy a wise decision. The Weekend Wear Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. Hey, it's Mace. You know, there is no better way to start your Saturday than with Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Google the Guggenheim. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. I know, Steve Follett. That's Gloria Estefan. Get on your feet. Because we're talking to a foot expert. The great Dr. Mark Weissman. And out of respect, I must mention my good friend, Dr. Stanley Orwasher, who also, two of the great podiatrists that work at Cedars-Sinai that I'm proud to work alongside. So what a pleasure to talk to you, Mark. Let's take the caller from Toluca Lake. What's his name, Steve Follett? David, you're on with Dr. Clapper and Dr. Weissman. How can we help? Okay. Hi, guys. Hi. You have um, plantar fasciitis? Hi. Absolutely. All right. Dr. Weissman's um, going to give you some tips right now about how he likes to treat it. Go ahead, Dr. Weissman. Okay. Sure. How, how, tell me a little bit how long you've had the, the symptoms, where your pain is. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I've been dealing with this for uh, about a year. And it all started uh, in Hawaii. I was at a wedding, dancing barefoot on a, on the beach, and then I've I've always had it, um, but it wouldn't it would go away after you know stretching over you know a few weeks. But this time okay. it was a great wedding, and we danced all night. And the next day I could not. I could barely walk and right. that pain has subsided. Um, but it's always there and it's both feet in the heels, the arches. Um, and sometimes it throbs sometimes. And a lot of times it's just really, really sore. And the weird thing is as much pain as it is, foot massages feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, and and would you say it's worse in the morning when you first get up and after you after you rest that type of thing, or is it worse with the increased activity and standing? Um, I think it's worse when I when I wake up, but then I I, I take um, some ibuprofen that mm-hmm. does seem to help. 
because uh, I would have friends that say, "Dude, you're limping," and I'm like, "I'm, I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to just manage." So, Doctor Weissman, you okay. do you, you ever use a, a hard ball on the floor, deep tissue massage? Sure. You, what do you, how do you feel about injections? How do you feel about surgery yeah. inserts? Yeah, how do you absolutely. like to treat it? So, so this is a really common scenario. You know, I'll see a patient in the office, and you know, really, really classic symptoms. They they've had they've had plantar fasciitis, heel pain. Arts pain for a while. They've tried some some home remedies and some stretching. Maybe they've they've tried an over the counter insert. Um, they've avoided sports or, or activity for a while. They're still having pain. Uh, typically at that point, uh, I'll, I'll get an X ray. Um, X rays typically don't necessarily change the change the treatment too much, but sometimes we'll see something. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we'll see a heel spur. That doesn't necessarily change the treatment. That that's fairly common. The the spur typically forms from the pull of the plantar fascia at the heel over time and that bone reacts by, by forming that little shelf or spur. Uh, at any rate, uh, in, in terms of, in terms of treatment, um, we'll, we'll go over, you know, again, stretching exercise. We'll talk about possible physical therapy. Um, you'll talk about inserts. Uh, we, we really want to support that art. Um, we want to make sure that the, the people are, are wearing good supportive shoes, avoiding barefoot walking, um, at that point, we may talk about a cortisone injection. We typically like to do the cortisone injections around the, the insertion of the heel bone. That's, it, that's typically where, where the cortisone responds best. It doesn't, doesn't help uh, as much when it's mid-arch pain. Um, sometimes we even have to immobilize people um, if it's really inflamed and painful. Uh, when it's both feet, that's, you know, that's a little more challenging. Uh, we, we, we do taping techniques. There's a, there's a strapping to, to stabilize the plantar fascia. Um, and, and that's usually kind of like phase one where, where we start uh, right there. Um, and, and then typically, you know, see how the patient responds to that treatment, to the, to the, to the injections, to the, to, to the therapy, to, to, to the inserts, and kind of go from there. Now, if, a, if, if the patient's still having pain and symptoms, then, then we'll talk about some, some other treatments. Uh, depending on how they responded to the injection, possibly a second injection. Um, there's some other treatments that we do, shockwave treatments. Uh, we do some PRP injections sometimes. Um, and then, and then you know, for people that are really struggling that just don't get better, we even talk about surgery where we do a plantar fascia release. So, David, you're talking to an expert. If this persists, I don't think there's anybody better for you to see than Dr. Mark Weissman at Cedars. So remember that name. You can look him up. Um, he is really methodical. He's humble. He's not going to take all the credit. So I'm going to sing his praises for everyone to hear. Um, and it's a real pleasure and a treat to have him on the show with us today. So remember that name, David. Can I ask Thanks one so more much. question. Yeah. Can I ask one? Is it is it also common? I mean, because my feet hurt so much. Um, other parts like my calves hurt. Like, am I? It's all related. It's all related. Absolutely. It's, it's, Absolutely. It's all related, yes. right? And that's the big yeah, worry for athletes, you know, when LeBron or, and Anthony Davis come back. We're not just worried about re-injuring the same area. We're worried about other areas that are going to overcompensate. Same thing for the weekend warriors as it is for the warrior. you got to worry about those things. So if you're getting pain elsewhere, yes, it is totally related. you got to fix the problem, then everything else will fall in line. And thanks so much for calling. Dr. Weissman, thank you. I want to thank you for being there for all of us, and especially for me. My feet are so comfortable now I can stand for hours like I did yesterday in the operating room. And it's your beautiful bedside manner that really sets you apart. Your intelligence is one thing. Your skill with your hands is amazing. But it's just the the, the sense that I get, and I meet a lot of doctors, that you care. It comes from your heart. Your parents did a great job. They raised you right. And it's a real joy to be able to call you a colleague. Thanks so much for getting up early to be Thank with you us. so much. That means a lot. Okay, I appreciate man. that. Pleasure to, take, to, right. to, to have you on the show. All right. That's the great Dr. Mark Weissman. We'll take a break. We'll pay some bills coming up. I think I'll keep the clinic open because the lines are all lit up. But I do have to tell some stories. And I may have to talk about that hot dog place again. That hot dog place because... Sticking that horizontal hot dog into your vertical face is plantar fasciitis for food. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. We 
Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly here, Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. I got two words for you. Forget about it. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. You got the little buzzer, the red light, green light buzz. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Lydia, oh Lydia, say, have you met Lydia? Lydia the tattooed lady. <laughs> she has eyes that folks adore so, and a torso even more so. Lydia, oh Lydia, that encyclopedia. Oh Lydia, the queen of tattoos. On her back is the Battle of Waterloo. Beside it, the wreck of the Hesperus, too. And proudly above waves the red, white, and blue. You can learn a lot from Lydia. <laughs> so, why would Steve Paulette be playing Groucho Marx singing Lydia, the tattooed lady? Because my next caller is named Lydia. Lydia, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I am. Did you know there's a song about you, Lydia, the tattooed lady? Yes, I've heard of it. <laughs> oh, Groucho Marx was something else. I love it. Yes, I remember Groucho Marx. Oh God, I shot it. I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I don't know. Dr. <laughs> oh my God! So, young lady, you listen to the show. You know what Clapper Vision is? Yes. You do an excellent job of explaining things in layman terms for people to know how to get their body in order. Thank you. I appreciate that because I'm an artist, an artist who became a surgeon. And for that reason, I like painting pictures. And if I can't do it with a paintbrush, I like to do it with words. And that is what Clapper Vision is. And if you want and a Clapper like Vision t-shirt, what's that? And you like to surf on and, Sunday. That's right. You know my whole life. You've been listening a long time, Lydia. I love it. How can I help? By the way, how young are you? What you do for a living? I'm 64 years old. I'm retired from the telephone company, and I do property management and real estate. Wow. Good for you. And you grew up where? I grew up in Watts. What did your father? I'm a survivor of the Watts riot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Yes, what did your dad is. do for a living? My father was a precision grinder. He worked for Douglas Aircraft making uh, airplane parts. Did you ever go visit him at work? No. Really? So you never we, saw him I doing anything? I'm the oldest of seven children, so I was at home helping my mom with my siblings. Wow. So you were like the mother, even though you were a child. You were already the exactly. mom. Can you cook? Yes, that's what my job was. Me and my sister, Jessie, we had to cook and, and keep the children clean. How about discipline? My, my How about, tell me a story about one of your little brothers acting out, and when he came home, you had to discipline him. What happened? Well, my little brother, his name is Darren. He's now six foot two, I believe. <laughs> I'm four foot ten, just barely. <laughs> He used to run around the house and and mess up, so we would gather him by his shirt and hang him on a high doorknob where he couldn't touch the floor until my mother would get home. <laughs> you know, nowadays they would arrest you, but let me tell you something. There's no other way to control Darren. Thank God you did that to him. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't hit him. We didn't abuse him, but we just... We just kept him immobilized so he couldn't do anything else until my mom got home. And what became of Darren? What does he do for a living? He lives in Las Vegas, and he is... Uh, um, That's funny. He, he deals with uh, vehicles. Uh, he's a supervisor, I believe, over tow truck drivers. <laughs> you got to tell him if he acts out, you're going to pick him up and put him on the doorknob again. That is hilarious. Good for you. How can oh, I help gosh, you? I 
How can I help I, you? Lydia? I'm calling you this morning regarding my shoulder. I went to an acupuncturist and she jabbed me right where <laughs> your arm, in my shoulder area, but right where your arm bends. Mm-hmm. And I have been in severe pain. Um, and every she jabbed me not only in my shoulder area, but on my right leg, my my foot, and my hip. But the only pain that I'm still experiencing now is in my shoulder. Uh, not It's not my shoulder, but it's right where your arm bends, where, you know, when you raise your hand mm-hmm. and you can feel the the separation between, you know, your, your bone and mm-hmm. your... Yep. So I don't, know I don't want anybody it. sticking cortisone shots. I like acupuncture. No. I, I really... I, I know I, you say that. Yes. So stay away from that. Have you had an MRI of your shoulder? Um, uh, if I haven't, I'm going to. You need to get one because everything is pretty much predicated on information, Lydia. You need to know what you're dealing with. I still would want to treat you with physical therapy first, but I need to know the status. Do you have arthritis in the ball and socket joint? Do you have a rotator cuff tear? All of these things matter it doesn't mean you have to have surgery. I'm the last person to tell you to go ahead and have surgery. But I also don't want any kind of Mickey Mouse treatments that I know are not going to help or things that are going to mask the problem. I don't want numbing medication by mouth. I don't want people telling you, take this pill and you can be young again. This whole idea of anti-aging, I don't know how people believe this, but what did, no, uh, what did P.T. Barnum say? There's a sucker born every day. These people yes. are going to convince you that you can get younger. Really? I'm not in the world I live in, but I'm surrounded by scoundrels. So you got to be careful. You yes. have the best healer of all, your body. Your body wants to get itself out of a jam. There's no doubt. But if it struggles, well, there are things we can do, modalities we can do to kind of help. But if they fail, yeah, then it's fun for me to do do surgery. I love doing shoulder surgery, but you need to know what your diagnosis is. So do me a favor, oh. Lydia. Yes. You make your doctor get you an MRI, and you do not need dye injected or any, just a regular MRI. Tell him you got a second opinion from Dr. Clapper. And then you'll call here, and Steve Paulette will put you at the front of the line, and you'll have the piece of paper, the report of the MRI in front, and I'll be, it'll be my honor to translate it for you and have it make sense in terms of what your next step is. How's that? All right. Thank you so much. All right, Lydia. Um, yes. Well, you be safe if you go surfing tomorrow. Thank you, Lydia. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Listen, I get up early to do this show on Saturday because I know one thing, Lydia, that someone like you is listening, and that's what motivates me. So thank you so much, and it's a pleasure to help take care of you. And you be blessed. Thank you. Thank you, Lydia. What a beautiful lady. All right, Warriors, we'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. Coming back, all the no break. We're going right through. Hey, good for you, Steve Paulette. I want to talk about next week. Next week, my guest is the great Kurt Sandoval. Kurt Sandoval had me on his TV show on ABC talking about Anthony Davis and LeBron James. He loves medicine. He loves understanding how our bodies work better known as kinesiology. That's his passion. And after I went on ABC on his show, he and his producer telling me how much they enjoy listening to me. And this was all set up by the great Carlos Saisu, who pretty much runs the social media part of 710 ESPN. We love Carlos Saisu. But after I was the guest with Kurt Sandoval, I said to him, Kurt, Now it's my turn. You should be my guest. Oh, that would be great, Dr. Clapper. So next Saturday, Kurt Sandoval is going to be my guest. And it made me think all week, who is it and what is it that I can think about in art and in sports that mimics in my mind Kurt Sandoval? So I already started to think about it. And I've come up with a couple of places I'm going to go and one of them is a in the art world there was a music producer named Don Kirshner Don Kirshner 
and his relationship with the monkeys led to him discovering a song called Sugar Sugar. Remember this song? Maybe Steve Paulette can find it. Sugar Sugar. He pitched this song to the monkeys and they said, we're not interested. We don't want to do your song, Don Kirshner. And Don Kirshner was one of these guys who had an ear like Clive Davis. When these guys, they have special ears. When they hear something, they know already it's going to be a hit. Well, the monkey said, we're not interested. We're not doing this song. And it made Don Kirshner so upset that he said, you know what? I'm doing this on my own. This song, written by Andy Kim, became such a mega hit. Why does this remind me of talking to Kurt Sandoval? I'm still going to have to wrap my head around it. But it's just the idea of having the passion and the knowledge, and that's what he does. What a treat it was to be able to be with him on TV. And in terms of sports, growing up in New York, the sportscaster that I enjoyed the most, just like I enjoy Kurt Sandoval so much, his name was Warner Wolf. Well, how Warner Wolf got his start in being a sportscaster, because he just wanted to do it more than anything else. He wound up being the sportscaster in New York, the biggest market in the country, but it started in Pikesville, Kentucky. It was the only place he could get a job to get started. And the journey to get to be big time in New York or in Los Angeles on TV for sports, that's not easy. But wait till you hear how Warner Wolf got started and how he did it, which I can't wait to hear Kurt Sandoval's story as well. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. All right, we got time for a call? All right, I'll make time for Let's talk to Mark. Mark, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, doctor. How are you? Long-time listener, big fan. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to go back to the Daryl Dawkins thing for a minute uh, for the listeners who were listening about a half an hour ago. Um, Daryl Dawkins called himself Chocolate Thunder. He wore a lot of jewelry, big gold ring uh, necklaces and all that. And he had a nickname for that dunk that I memorized, and I wanted to just share it with the listeners if that's okay. Yes. Uh, The guy underneath the rim was a guy named Dave Robenzine, so that'll help you understand what he says. So the the nickname is Chocolate Thunder Flying, Robenzine Crying, Earth Shaking Glass Breaking. That was the name (laughs) of the first dunk where he broke... Uh, the backboard. He did another one uh, about a couple months later. He broke another backboard. I don't remember the nickname of that one, but I do remember that one. Well, so, here's some here's some names of Daryl. Du- Listen to Scott Pollard go through some of Daryl Dawkins' dunks by name. I'd like to see some of these dunks here. The Your Mama, the Turbo Sexophonic Delight Dunk. Left-handed spine chilling supreme. Oh, the right-handed spine chilling supreme. The Cover Your Head, the Rump Roaster, the Bun Toaster. The in-your-face disgrace, chocolate thunder flying, babies crying, cats crying, rump roasting, bun toasting, thank you, wham, ma'am, I am jam. Try saying that one ten times fast. <laughs> you know what's so great also to talk about Daryl Dawkins and all the dunking that he was doing? It, goes, it takes you back to those days in the 80s and the 70s. When now we take for granted, you put those buds in your ear, right? Steve Jobs changed the world. But in the 70s, when I was in high school, there was none of that. And what did you have? You had a boombox. And listen to this soundbite of Dr. J, Julius Irving, talking about Daryl Dawkins complaining to him that his shoulder hurt. He won't be able to do any kind of shooting today in the game because his shoulder hurts. And listen to what Julius Irving says was his diagnosis. You talk about calling Dr. Clapper for your shoulder pain. How about we call the other doctor, Dr. J, for Daryl Dawkins' shoulder pain? I mean, nobody's funnier than Daryl Dawkins. When we went on the road, he carried a big boom box on his shoulder. He used to lean over me sometimes. Man, my shoulder's hurting. I don't think I can shoot my jumper tonight. So why do you think your shoulder's hurting now? I don't know. I must have slept on it. Well, you think it has something to do with you carrying that big... 40-pound boombox around with everywhere you go in your shoulder. <laughs> Can you imagine a 40-pound boombox? Yeah, your shoulder's going to hurt after you do that. Unbelievable. Well, thanks for checking in. I appreciate it. 
All right, let's talk about what you do. Yes, I appreciate it so much. Let's talk about before we run out of time, Cupid's hot dogs, which I experienced for the very first time this week, knowing I was going to talk about plantar fasciitis. Damien, you're on with Dr. Clapper. Talk about Cupid's hot dogs. Hey, Dr. Clapper, how you doing? All right, thanks for checking in. Yeah. I'm the uh, I'm the manager over at Cupid's in Northridge. In, uh, so I'm gonna have to go visit Northridge. Was I in Northridge on Lindley? Is that the yes, Northridge you are. one? Lindley and Nordoff. Well, let me tell you We're something. Right pro- Those two guys that I met that night this week took very good care of me. That chili dog good, good. was the most delicious thing. Tell us about the hot dog though. When I bit into it, it snapped. My mouth is watering already. What is it about the hot dog? Where do they come from? Uh, they, well, they come in their natural casing. Uh, we get the we get the dogs from uh, they're imported from Chicago. Really? And uh, yeah, and uh, that was uh, that was the thing about Cupid's. We're known for the crunch. Mm. Uh, when people bite into our hot dogs, uh, they they snap. Uh, we, uh, we they've been snapping since 1946. All right, Damien, I want you to do me a favor. One of sure. someone near and dear to my heart and to this show, and you listen to the Weekend Warriors show is the producer Steve Paulette who would like to come visit you today and you need to take do it for me take good care of Steve Paulette today when it comes to Cupid's hot dogs in Northridge Steve Paulette I'll let I'll let the ladies know the ladies that are working today I'll let them know that let, Steve is coming by tell them Steve Paulette is coming and thanks so much for checking in Damien we really appreciate it sure no problem okay god what a great show we get to talk about hot dogs we get to talk about Daryl Dawkins and Dr. J He's a doctor for a reason. He can make shoulder diagnoses. That's incredible. Yeah, here's some more of the discussion about the 70s. I can imagine that 76ers team back then. You had Dr. J, you had World Be Free, and Daryl going in there. Uh, that's uh, it, It'd be hard to stand out on a team like that, and stand out he did. In the 70s, everybody was uh, a little little out there. You had guys wearing big froze and uh, rubber bands in their hair and uh, a lot of jewelry. In that decade of, of different uh, styles, uh, Daryl came up with his own. He had the earrings when nobody had the earrings. That's right. He was the, from the planet Lovetron. He came to the NBA fresh out of high school. He dunked with a ferocity never seen before. I leave you with Valari. I can keep going on and on. What a great topic. But until next week, I'll see you on the radio. Volare nel cielo infinito. Volare. Get smart. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar Sinai, head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on.